This is Jason Kristoff and podcast 10, or is it 8? <laughs> I don't even know. I'll, I'll know when I title it, so forget about what I just said. Who knows what podcast it is? It's in the. Uh, it's either 10 or 9 or 8, somewhere around there. I, I don't think it's going to take too long for this one, but if you notice the... If you research this stuff for 25 or 30 years, you're going to understand what I'm going to say next. And if you don't understand it now, give yourself five or 10 years. But there's word magic. And the subconscious mind is really good at taking commands without logical or rational analysis. And if you repeat a message or a theme or a symbol enough, the conscious mind will act on it. And the conscious mind, uh, sorry, the, the subconscious mind will act on it. The subconscious is very good at uh, people pleasing and trying to fit in. And, and it's because the subconscious is responsible for our survival. But the thing about the subconscious, it doesn't have an ability to really rationalize what it, you know, what fitting in is, where is it going to go? So, or, you know, the subconscious isn't really good at understanding long-term consequences. If, if the subconscious mind, uh, you know, is inside and getting multiple repetitive stimuli from people who are, say, overweight, broke, and depressed, the subconscious mind will make you overweight, broke, and depressed just so that you can fit in. So you can see some of the flaws in the subconscious mind where it's not really thinking about happiness. It doesn't think long term. And it's really good to make you survive when you're a kid, but it's kind of really foolish to have that part of the brain driving your behavior as an adult because generally it doesn't make you happy or satisfied long term unless you sort of realize how it works and then consciously interfere with it. And um, the subconscious doesn't even be tricked to kill itself to fit in. And that's how, <laughs> that's a big flaw. Like, that's a big flaw. Like, let's take a kamikaze pilot. And the subconscious mind loves, like, positive reinforcement from authority and, you know, high-fiving celebration, getting the limelight, getting the public adoration. It loves celebration. It loves the A+, plus. it loves the Smurf stamp, the 10 out of 10, the gold star. It likes, it loves it because it means you're safe. It means everybody around you is putting their energy on you. And the more people approve of what you're doing, the more likely you are to survive. So, you know, you can kind of trick that part of the mind where, like I said, let's take a kamikaze pilot and you the kamikaze the subconscious mind has said look if you do x y and z you can get like celebrated in society you can fit in you can you know hang with the top press and the subconscious mind says do it do x y and z and the funny thing about the subconscious mind is it it can't think in the future and it can't think in the past that's the conscious mind's job so a kamikaze pilot uh, the subconscious says, oh my God, look at everybody loves me. I'm in the public square. I'm dressing up in this uniform. I'm putting this bandana on with the rising sun because kamikaze pilots were from Japan. And uh, the subconscious mind says, let's do it. <laughs> and then 
it, the subconscious mind drives an airplane into a, say, uh, battle cruiser and kills the human. So obviously some, some weird flaws there that people should want to explore in psychology. The hacking of the subconscious mind can accomplish anything from hypnosis shows to... Uh, propaganda to, you know, making people afraid of invisible viruses and locking themselves in the house. So if you don't really know how the subconscious mind works, you can really get into some big trouble in your life because you can do illogical stuff just to fit in. And that illogical stuff usually doesn't make you happy. Fitting in when you're a kid is kind of essential for survival. But when you're an adult, you're supposed to develop your own personal selfhood and you're supposed to have this what's called rite of passage from a child to an adult, which our society has, um, I think, purposely removed so that everybody stays a child, even in their adult years. But even um, in cultures, the Greek culture, the Spartan culture in ancient Greece used to lock their they're 14-year-old boys outside the perimeter of the city, and then they would have to survive on their own. And when a, the human mind is put in that position, it, it matures and sort of evolves and, remember what, and remembers who it really is and what it's supposed to do. And that sort of process sort of downplays the subconscious mind's need to fit in and be everybody's buddy, producing a real leader who can think on their own and see through the propaganda and make decisions that, that are good for the long-term benefit of the society. So the conscious mind is the only part of the brain that can think in the past and in the future, in the subconscious like in the in this in the example, the kamikaze pilot can be easily tricked in saying, "Yeah, this is awesome. Everybody loves me. All I have to do is kill myself. Let's do it." And it doesn't even understand what "kill myself" really means, uh, because obviously, it doesn't. And that's the, that's the odd part of this part of the mind. It's supposed to be in charge of our survival, but it has very limited thinking abilities and, and it's it's survival tools are like people pleasing, fitting in, saying what you're supposed to say and doing what you're supposed to do. And I've I've gone around our society in the past two weeks during this COVID nineteen and all you see is scared people, people pleasing, saying what they're supposed to say, doing what they're supposed to do, and respecting authority, trying to be everybody's buddy, which means conclusively <laughs> that their subconscious mind is still very active. When they're, when they're old and we're running into the kamikaze uh, situation where uh, if that person would think long-term about giving away their freedoms, liberties, and their rights, obviously they, you know, they're, they're killing themselves like the kamikaze pilot for the same reason the kamikaze pilot drives the airplane into the battle cruiser because they're just looking for that public adoration and saying the right thing and everybody high-fives them. Yeah, flatten the curve. Social, social isolation, physical distancing, whatever the phrases are. And again, that's the child part of the brain. It's not supposed to be active uh, past 14 years of age or you run into a society that collapses into its own footprint because all the adults um, just want to people please like they're, you know, two years old. And I don't think that wasn't even part of the, uh, that wasn't supposed to really be the talk right now. The talk was, the subconscious 
of a lot of people are getting this repetitive message, which is one of the easiest ways to program the subconscious, we see some weird patterns in how our media and government are laying blame here. Like, let's say uh, global warming. Right. It's not even really going on right now. That must have scared all the global warming off the COVID-19. Obviously, the COVID-19 scared all the measles away. That's great. Um, so you have the median government sort of playing psychological tricks on the public regarding how to program the subconscious mind to sort of make the subconscious mind and, and its need to fit in um, to trick it to almost hating itself. Sort of like the kamikaze pod a little bit. Because you hear, say, with the global warming, uh, the CO2 is the problem. But, you know, like, we breathe out CO2. <laughs> so the subconscious, which is this, like, mega supercomputer, starts to get messages that it's the problem. You know, because we're the ones breathing out CO2. And of course, this is proven fraudulent, folks. I mean, we don't. The sun is what heats up the earth, not everybody on it. And if we have, we don't have a population problem, we have a pollution problem. And guess who cheerleads all the pollution? The government, which is blaming us. Every time we turn around, we're like, oh, it's us. And the government's like that. In psychology, it's called projecting. So you have a mentally unstable person who never wants to take responsibility for their own inadequacies. And, you know, and, and they say, you know, they're rotting inside and they're lying all the time. And instead of them having the, the, the courage to deal with them, their lying and deceitful ways and rotting ways, they turn to the guy next to them and say, you know what I don't like about you? You're rotting and lying <laughs> and you're deceitful. And it clears the person's energy pathway. They're like, ah, oh, that felt good, unloading all my bullshit onto someone else. And in psychology, that's called projecting. And, you know, you can see why there's no minister of psychology, because if there was a minister of psychology, they would have to, like, bring the whole governmental structure to the mental asylum for some, you know... Uh, for some better strategies with their behavior and educate every government official that all they really do is blame storm and project all their inadequacies onto the public. And so we have the media and the government telling us now that we breathe out the CO2 is the problem. And then the subconscious mind, which knows absolutely everything it's ever heard in its life, goes, hey, we breathe out CO2. We're the problem. And then with this COVID-19, how is it? And then every human carries viruses on them. So again, we're the enemy to ourselves. And then they say bacteria is bad. Well, 90%, it's been shown that 90% of the genes we carry in our entire body are bacteria. Only 10% are human. So can you see I don't know if you can see it, but from a psychological point of view, given the way the subconscious brain works, it can be easily tricked to make us think that, that we're the problem. And then when we believe we're the problem, we become like, you know, disempowered and submissive and reflexively obedient. It's sort of like the religious aspect that I always sort of harp on when they say you're born a sinner. 
And you're like, oh, my God, I'm a sinner. You know, and you hear that. And why do you think? It's like every Sunday, you're a sinner, you're a sinner. And we notice that there's no religion where, you know, you open up the sermon, everybody was born perfect. God loves everybody. Can't wait for their perfect souls to get up there. Go lead the perfect life. Come back whenever you want. You're born perfect. Go do the perfection you're designed to do. You know you don't hear that. So the easiest way to sort of hijack uh, a human's power using word magic is to blame them or mock them or label them in a negative way. And then the subconscious just kind of, you know, chews on that recording which it's its main job is to make behavior recordings and play them so you can interact with society. So if your subconscious is thinking you're a problem because you breathe out CO2 or, you know, you're, you have viruses, so you must be bad. And if you look up the, um, if you look up the science on this, you look up the, the, people say to keep your gut biome and healthy. Well, there's a viome. There's trillions of viruses in our body. And has, has anybody seen those stories? Go to Google right now, put viruses, trillions of viruses make us healthy. And you'll get so many hits that the human body is loaded with viruses that make us healthy. And everybody thinks viruses are bad and viruses are inside us, so we're bad. That's the way the subconscious mind works. And even, you know, this kind of mentally unstable government force, you can see it on the, you know, the mainstream uh, news agencies. I even see, like, you know, the government out in Vancouver saying, everybody better stay home. You're not doing your job very good. You know, you're not social distancing. And I'm like, who's not doing their job good, us or you? So this, again, is what we've allowed this to happen by having mentally incapable, juvenile, childlike people fire up the ranks in, the, in politics. And, and we've actually, we've admired our politicians if all they do is lie and people please, which is the characteristic of a child. So how do we expect these people to lead us as children in situations that demand independent thinking, not following the herd all over the world who are hurting their own people? <laughs> so we've created this problem because the average human demands that their politicians lie to them. And if a politician tells the truth, yeah, the person's like, oh, I don't like them. They hurt my feelings. And I'm not going to vote for them because I, I don't feel good about them because they told the truth and that hurt me. So the whole system is designed to pick out our best bullshitters and promote them to the top to lead over us as the children they are. And then we wonder why our lives suck. Well, it's because the system is broken and we're part of that system. That means we can fix it. And even Justin Trudeau, our primary actor here in Canada, um, you know, was saying, if you if, just go home, everybody, just go home. Sort of like this dysfunctional parent figure telling us, just go home. How about you, Justin Trudeau, understand that you're a people pleaser. You're following the lead of corrupt and immoral politicians all around the world and just doing as you're told. And that's the primary characteristics of a child, which means you're not supposed to be a leader.
And we're supposed to understand the psychology of all this to make sure we pick better people to govern us if we even need governance because real adults don't need governance folks only children do and our government structure does absolutely everything in its power to make sure we never make that rite of passage this ancient rite of passage from a child to a fully functional adult in our full adult power at our full adult center where we can rule our own lives like you know, if I want to go to a basketball game and risk getting the common cold, I'm going to go because I'm an adult. But please take those rights away from me because I can't rule myself because I'm like three years old. So that's what we have going on here, folks, is like psychological manipulation. We have some subconscious trickery. And of course, we have a government staffed and housed with uh, frightened children who have never made the rite of passage to a fully functional adult like uh, Gerard Butler in, in, in 300. When, when the uh, Prussian, you know, courier came from the Prus- uh, Persian, sorry, the Persian courier in 300 came to the Spartan city in 300 and he says, you, you have to submit well, if, if you're talking to children and you threaten them with violence and they forget that how powerful they are, the child mind in the adult body will definitely submit. And then you see Gerard Bartler turn around to his wife in the movie 300 when, this, when the Persian courier is there asking him for complete submission or he's going to come in and threaten violence on everybody. A real adult knows you know, that's going to come at a price and you either fight now on your feet or you die on your knees. That's what real adults understand, folks. So he turned around to his adult wife to to basically see in her eyes what her decision was. And she's the decision maker. And the 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 male who's strong and vital, not like the males today, who, who can fight, who understand, you know, don't play video games or smoke dope all day or drink coffee and have big beer bellies. The real warriors, are, the, the adult men are supposed to be the attack dogs and the defenders of the society. I mean, Justin Trudeau and other people like that. These are actors, folks. I mean, they're, they're you know, it's not really their fault. They don't really understand what's going on or why they're They've never read the rite of passage, and that's what was mandatory in the past. So Gerard Butler turns around to his wife in the movie 300, an adult female in her full cosmic power. And he looks at her, and she gives the head nod, and he says, we are Sparta. And he puts his foot right in the middle of the chest of of that Persian courier and really says, you know what? You can choke on it. I'm going to die on my feet. If I'm going to die, I'm not going to die on my knees. And we're going to take a whole bunch of you bullies with you, or this is just going to get worse. And maybe you'll come back if we kill enough of you. Maybe you'll you'll pass us by in three or four years when when the real warriors are replenished and, and you know the other warriors give their lives up front. And folks, that's what a real society is supposed to be like. It's not supposed to be like the one we're looking at today, where we got 40, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 year olds pretending they're warriors, not speaking up, trying to work for the Persian warlord uh, just to fit in and be safe. Um, So I hope, uh, I don't know if that rant got anybody's attention. I'm sure something in there 
um, gave you some sort of benefit. This is Jason Christoph signing off. Thank you for listening.